Hey, in this week's Tales from a Gemini, my guest is Drill Will 217, William Moore. His daughter and his son race motorcycles. He's an instructor, and it's it, it was going to be a, 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 a chat about motorcycles, this and that, and it just got deeper into him being a father. And it's one thing to have a son, but to have a, a, a daughter that races motorcycles, and she's following her passion, and he's supporting that. And it's all about family with him. We talked about family and and military and the limitless mind and just getting, you know, clearing yourself away from the, the other chatter and find out what the kids, what their passion is, and for them to follow that passion. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I didn't know him before, but now I feel like we could be best friends. I mean that. You are going to enjoy this chat with Drill Wheel 217. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome to Tales from a Gemini's BT. Man, I'm so happy today to have my guest on. Whenever I have a guest, like it's military or whatever, I feel like I should straighten up and have a straight back and just have, you know, be on my P's and Q's. Today, my guest, and it's, it's, it's funny because I was going to interview your daughter because she races, and then I saw you, and I said, okay, this guy's cool. And it never dawned on me that that was your daughter. I just thought, you know, this guy seems, you know, like it'd be a good interview. And all of a sudden, I was looking to see who, you know, we were both following the same people. And I go, I know Michaela Moore. This guy yeah. here, Drill Will 217 on Instagram, if you're watching, William Moore. This guy is basically father of the decade, if you ask me. He not only instructs people how to ride motorcycles, but... His son and his daughter race, and his son was is a licensed pilot at 17. What yeah. is in the William Moore genes? That's all I want to know. What's in your genes, Will? Hey, man, we're dreamers, man. Well, no, <laughs> you're doers is what you are. You dream, but then you yeah. do. I mean, have you guys always been like that, talented, like your whole family? Um, You can say that. It, it, I mean, of course, it started with me, so I, I, I had to uh, pull whatever I could out of the genes that I created, you know, to see if they possess that gene. And uh, they, they definitely do. So you're not going <laughs> to give the mom any credit at all? It's all you? Oh, man, Mom Dukes is the biggest supporter, man. Without her, you know, tolerating it all and, and believing in the in the whole process, it wouldn't be a thing. Well, man, let, let, let's go back to the let's go back to the beginning with you, man. Like, where are you from? Like, how did the bike life start? All that. Where, where, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm originally from California, Victorville. It's a small town. Oh, not Victorville, Victorville. No, Victorville, bro. I <laughs> passed through Victorville many a time, going, "Why would somebody live there?" So it's amazing yeah, exactly. that you're from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. So were you were you born in the military, or just happened to be from there? Nah, just from there. Uh, that's my my dad met my mom uh, back in the late seventies, and um, you know. I was there for until I was about four, then moved uh, with my mom to uh, where's that Philly? Lived there for a couple of years. Um, dad came to visit, and um, my stepmom that was with him, or well, she was my stepmom because she was married to her. Uh, asked me if I wanted to come live with them in Maryland. I had such a good time and a good experience with them. I decided to do that. And uh, that was really a game changer because, you know, my mom was young when she had me, bro. She was 16. Wow. And, yeah. And so it was four of us by the time she was 22. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? What was that like? Especially in the 70s, because the 70s were a different time. I tell people all the time, the best music, especially R&B, came from the 70s. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. 100%. Um, you know, at the time, I didn't know any, any different. Yeah. I didn't know any better until I visited my dad. And, you know, I, I experienced life on a different level. Um, I never processed 
rich or poor or have it or didn't have. I just, you know, enjoyed being a kid and have fun. But staying with my dad and my mom, it was memorable. And it was like, man, this is what it feels like it's supposed to be like. And uh, when they when they went to bring me back, they asked if I wanted to stay. I said, yeah. I mean, I felt bad as hell because I was leaving my brothers and sisters. Right. We were like real tight and all. And, um, you know, I, I never looked back. But that that was a game changer. That My stepmom played a big role in in tapping into my talent. She taught me a lot, to be honest. And like, what, what, what all did she tell you? Like what? Just, I mean, she, she was the type of mom where, uh, you know, she, she was real stern and strict, obviously, but she let me be a kid. You know, I, I expressed things that I like and I wanted to do. And um, she always made it away. And, and I didn't know if she was going to be that type of mom, Yeah. but I, I talked a lot and she always said, you go from one extreme to the next, but she, 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 she caught the in, in between the extremes and, and, you know, she was able to, uh, you know, provide the things that, um, that, that I most desire, especially when it came to bikes. Okay. Where did that love of bikes come from? Like, did it start as a kid or did it come later in life? My uncle, three years old in the desert. I will <laughs> never forget it. He put me on a bike and, um, I remember he, yeah, he set me on a bike took me up the street, we went into the desert. I just remember the noise, the wind, and holding on. I remember water coming down my face and he brought me back and uh, I got off, I was trembling. But man, I, I would never forget that, bro. It was like two weeks ago that happened. Oh, that's, uh, what, no, what, what, what kind of bike was it? What kind of bike was it? It was a RM uh, 125. Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki, man, yeah, oh yeah. Man. Definitely remember that, Uncle Michael, yeah. There you go. So you went to the desert, and that's where the, and that's where the love of bikes came from. Yeah, that's where it was initiated. Uh, you know, of course, being in California, uh, I think we went too far from one of the drag strips. But you know, people rode their bikes. I was I wasn't that the type of kid then as most kids are now, where you you have access to to the TVs and and um, you know watching races and stuff like that. I was always catching you know different people riding when I was there. I, that's what I paid most attention to. Yeah, because you know I mean, I mean? like. I just, I don't, I don't know how it is now, but I just remember we always were outside playing. I mean, I don't know about you, oh, but yeah. always on the bicycle. And if you saw somebody have a motorcycle, you're like, oh my God, they got a motorcycle. And you would yes. follow them on your bicycle, hoping yes, you sir. get a ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was a Voltron and, and, and um, Thundercats kid. And after that, I was outside, bro. <laughs> I was outside. I was outside doing something, into something. Not the Thundercats. Not the Thundercats. Thunder, 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 cats. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, that is great. That's awesome. So so you love for so your first love was a dirt bike. First love is dirt biking. Yeah, that was my first introduction to motorcycles. Um, my dad was big in motorcycles. So, you know, when I came to Maryland and moved with him and whatnot, I seen pictures, heard stories. Um I moved from Maryland to Virginia and um you know, there was a kid around there that had a, a dirt bike. He immediately became my best friend because he had a bike. You know what I mean? But it was always one of those, you know, one day, one day, I wish I would, you know, I can. And, you know, um, that didn't happen so much later. Didn't happen until I came back to Maryland, actually. Well, you know, know that's the same thing with me. It's like, you know, I, I got the Honda Z50 when I was about yeah. eight years old. And, man, yeah. and, and I, you know, grew up in a rural area, you know, Oklahoma. So we had nothing but yeah. trails and everything. And, you know, could ride. And then, you know, life happens, teenager, whatever, go to college and everything, and then life. Yeah. 
And then I've come back in the last like 15, 20 years, man, I come back that first love, which is, you know, just riding, man, riding everything. So is that happened to you? Like, did, when you, you went to the military, right? Yes, sir. What, what branch? Air Force. There you go. My dad was in the Air Force. So I, already I know you're cool. Already I know you're yep. cool. Yeah, yeah. You put in that hard work, work. I saw that. I saw that video. That hard yeah, work, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, man, people look at me as a, a mechanic. They, they treat you based on what you're currently doing. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm a man of many talents, bro. Like, <laughs> let me just let you let me just let you know, just in case you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How was your, how was your time in the military? Like, where were you stationed? You know, how, how was it? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Um, found out about the military when I was in Arthur City in high school. Uh, my wife and I were well, girlfriend at the time. And uh, we did that, went to the military. She was actually due to go to the army. Um, I was always Air Force, my dad was Air Force. So um, went to basic training, had a good time down in Mississippi. Uh, did tech school in, or basic training was in San Antonio, tech school was in Mississippi. My wife ended up joining as well. Uh, girlfriend at the time, she joined, she was in Mississippi. So young kid, you know, 19, ready to get after the life and- yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a dreamer, man. So I was envisioning and playing out like, damn, I'm in the military. I got this going on. What's the rest of my life going to look like? And who am I going to be with? And what am I going to be doing? So I'm big on partnership and, and, and unity and all that great stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I decided to get married young. You know what I mean? Still married to this day. You Congratulations. Know? How many years? How many years? 24 or 23. Oh 23. my goodness. Yeah. The old Michael Jordan number. Good for you, brother. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it. So good time, man. I learned a lot in the military, you know, military structure. So you, you don't know what you know until you find out, you know, and depending on your, um, your leadership and, and all those good things and the people you surround yourself with kind of determines, you know, your overall experience there. So I, I did enough and had um, enough experience to realize it wasn't something I wanted to do 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to stick around that long. My wife did, so I was like, look, you take this approach, I'm going to take this approach, and we'll see how we can meet on the other side. Oh, that's nice. But that's yeah, what a partnership's yeah. all about. But, but why'd, you, yeah. why'd you pick the Air Force of all the, of all the branches? Um, the recruit, i never forget, he said, if you want to be military and military-minded, um, and you want to, what did he say? I can't remember exactly what he said. You, but, just, said, um, you just said you'll never forget it, and now you can't remember it. Well, did no, you just well, say, you just said, didn't he, didn't he, Wyatt? He said, listen, if you want your life to be about shit, <laughs> then join the army or the Marines, it's going to be about shit. If you want a quality of life and you want to feel like a human being and a civilian, join the Air Force. That's what he said, dog. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that was the funniest yeah. thing. He go, I'll never forget it. And he goes, damn, what'd he say? I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Man, just say it, shit, man. We got no censorship yeah. on here. But I remember my yeah. dad told me, I go, daddy, why did you do it? He goes, he goes, shit, the Mills, he goes, the Marines are the first to get killed. Shit, I wasn't doing that. Yeah, <laughs> that right. My, you know? Right. So I had an ultimatum. He was either college or military. So. You know what? Same way my dad said. He go, yeah, military or he go. But one thing is, you ain't staying here, and that's. Yes. <laughs> you know? Facts. Yes. So, so you get out of the military. So, what was your life's plan? Like, how how did you have life planned out? You say you're a dreamer. How what, what, what did you dream of? Um, dude, I dreamed of what could be. I'm I'm always into that. Um, and I was never much of a planner. Uh, just because you know, even at that time. 
um, you know, when you, you see people, you know, you know, I had experience overseas where it was one, one of the female uh, units we was training with, good girl and everything, um, good peoples. They go on a, a reconnaissance and, uh, you know, she didn't make it back. And you, you're used to hearing those types of stories, you know, on the news or through other people. But like we, we knew her personally. We established a, a, a relationship with her and everything. Her and a group of peers. And uh, I was like, damn, she's dead. Like, she's not coming back to the States. That's messed up. So I was, I'm a, I'm a for today. I mean, I think about the future, but I don't go too far because, you know, I know things are subject to change at any moment. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just always envision, you know, what my life could look like based on these types of decisions. And I just move like that, man. So you when know? did you, so when did you get back into bikes? When you immediately got out or what happened? I had that work. Oh out. man, nah, as soon as I, even when I was in, I was in the bikes when I got in, like, I got a paycheck. I got stability. I can afford a motorcycle. Oh, I'm getting a bike. What'd you that get? Was, What'd you get? Uh, Ninja 95 Ninja ZX6R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know the bike. I know that bike. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, man. I had that bike, and uh, yeah, man, I had a good time on that bike. It scared me, but you know, I, I was willing to to do whatever. It's I was young and wide open. Oh, of course. Well, when you're young, like, you almost yeah. feel invincible. You know, in your 20s, in the military, you feel invincible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, people used to give me shit about it. It's like, man, you're married now. You gotta, you're going to have a family one day, so you got to really be mindful of, you know, decisions you make, especially when it comes to this. You have time for this, you know? Yeah. Well, focus on a career. and Focus on, I said, I'm going to do all that, but I'm going to ride this bike. <laughs> I'm going to own a motorcycle. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so when when did you uh, make the transition from just riding to racing? Racing didn't come to much later. Um, mm -hmm. I was super reckless on the street, to be honest. As as I gained confidence and you know, uh, man, I, I owned a lot of bikes. Um, my I went from cocky, confident to just an idiot. Like right. I was real reckless. But right. in my head at that time, I was the street king. And I, and I made it a point to to make it so, you know what I mean? Because there were people, I was other guys that were, you know, considered street kings, fast guys, all that good stuff. And I rode to ride with those guys and, you know, establish my little street credibility and whatnot. A buddy of mine was like, bro, you need to get in on the track. Yes. For what? You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, I got the street, bro. Like the track, you know, I didn't know nothing about it, so I didn't have much to comment on it. But yeah. he, he he told me like, you know, we, I'm, I'm gonna get you to the track because you, you know, you, you're doing a bit much out here, whatever the case. And uh, he surprised me for my birthday, bought me a track day, invited me to the track. I fell in love immediately. Isn't it? That, that, <laughs> oh is, that, is, that is love at first ride, isn't it? Yo, man, let me tell you, it scared me, but it humbled me. Yes. I realized like what the fuck is going on? Like these guys are on a whole different level. Yes, like, yes. And you, you know almost I mean? want to go, thank you for not letting me screw up on the street. Because once you learn how to ride on the track, you go, what the hell was I doing on the street doing all this shit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like starting over again. Yeah. So, yeah. so you fell in love with the track day. I did. I fell in love with the track day. Um, so much so that even when I first inquired about racing and I heard about the expense of it and and then I was, I, you know, over time, about a year, I'll say about six months in, I I, I was pro not really promoted, but I, I I was riding the advanced group. 
Okay. Um, and I was, you know, I'm a quick learner. So even riding in the advanced route and I did a race day, I'm like, man, these dudes are wide open. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit much. So I didn't feel like showing up as the mid-pack guy. Like if, if I'm a race, I'm gonna be in the front. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm I got to be top five. You know what I mean? I don't even want to play around with it. So um, you know, did the track day stuff and uh the the other part that happened was um I was introduced to uh it's called corner spin. You ever heard of that? No. What yeah, it's through corner speed. Uh Aaron Stevenson, he does a corner spin school. Okay. So I was asking one of the guys, um, this was when I was like at my peak track day speed. Um, and I was keeping up with most of the races, so you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> and in my head, I'm ready to race. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Guy in the car that I never forget it, bro. He came by so fast. He went to this turn. This is my first time witnessing somebody backing it in. Yeah. So what I thought looked like a crash, he entered the turn, slid that rascal in there, and checked out so quick. I couldn't process what just happened. So I found him in the pits. I talked to him. I was like, I gotta know how to do that. Because in my head, nobody was gonna pass me in this turn and you passed me at the last second. And then it looked like he was gonna crash. And I didn't know what back in is, right? So I'm like, I thought you were crashing, but you saved it and checked out. He's like, oh, I only slid that much because I don't have any tread on my tire. You know, the tire's about shot. Right. And he's giving me all this, uh, these excuses, but he was the guy, he was the man. I don't remember his name, but apparently at that particular time, he was the shit. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, man, you gotta, the biggest thing is training. Everybody wants to race, but nobody's willing to put in the work to train and, and learn the, the necessary fundamentals to be fast and do those kind of cool shit. And so that's how I got into the corner spin. I did corner spin, enjoyed that. Uh, on the little XR100s, you got street tires on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're training there, learning how to slide in the dirt. And uh, we, um, from there, that's how I got introduced to Mini Moto. So, Found out about Minimoto, and I'm like, okay, track days is this much, Minimoto's is this much. Shit, I can get the kids in this. <laughs> they might actually like this. So I took their dirt bikes, took them to the, you know, the little uh, go kart track. Yeah. Little go kart track, and um, we are on the track, man, riding with dirt tires on. I still got my on off road tires on, and they loved it. You know, my daughter was like, Dad, I think I can beat that girl, and I'm like, No, Kayla, you know, you you have a uh, you, you can't beat her. Because, I, well, I didn't say you can't beat her. I said she has scooter tires. Yeah. And you have dirt tires. And we wasn't racing. We were just having fun. I just needed to see if you guys like it. She's like, yeah, but if I had the same tires, I could have beat her. I'm like, so y'all like this? He's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, for me, it, it, it was like a light bulb, bro. It was a light bulb. My boys was mad because I came back. I sold my street bike, sold my dirt bike. At that time, I'm like, this this is my opportunity to get us all in and, and see where it goes. Man. And it's probably the best decision I made. Dude, I love that. But you know what I love more is that, and it sounds like nothing. It really does. But man, the fact that you, I don't say let, that sounds so antiquated, but the fact that you have a daughter and you don't mind her racing and that you saw that competitive spirit. I mean, oh, on yeah. one hand, you gotta be like, yeah, that's my girl. You got to give on the other hand. That's my girl. I mean, so like, were you, were you apprehensive about letting her race or, never, or getting something? Really? Nope. I don't want my kids to be afraid of nothing. Good, good for you. <laughs> if you can think it and dream it, we gonna do it. You know what I mean? I was never the, the type, I mean, don't get me wrong. My, I was never looking to race. I just wanted to have fun. Right. And in my head, this was gonna be a temporary thing. 
because I felt like they're just going to grow out of it, like most kids do. Yeah. I yeah. never aspired to be anywhere near where we're at. These were just all fantasies. Yeah. Uh, one and most that I've been able to live out. But at the time, I just I just wanted them to have fun. I wanted them to learn. You know, uh, I wanted to be their coach. You know, they they you know, Michaela did volleyball and uh, and dancing. And I didn't care for how the coaches were talking to them and stuff like that. I'm like, these are kids. Why? You, you know what I mean? Junior did soccer and, and basketball and the same thing. And I'm like, no, nah, this is not going to work. So, <laughs> the, you know what I mean? The, the dirt bike thing at the time, it was I was well versed enough and knew enough you know, the, the feel like I can, I can show them a few things and I would have never suspected what we're, where we're at today, but it was definitely a fantasy. I mean, you know? I, th what really hits me right in the heart, man, was that you built that dirt bike in the back of your house and watching yeah. them kids go and you're giving instructions and they're little and they're on that little, what, PW50, that little Yamaha PW50? Yeah, dude, the TTR70, yeah. Dude, I mean, that's what I love to see. Because, man, yeah. I tell everybody, if you're going to get a kid to ride a motorcycle, get him to ride a dirt bike in the beginning. Get them a little yeah. dirty, they fall, they'll be okay. And, man, that hit me so hard. I love that. I mean, that hit yeah. me. Because you were just, I mean, that's, I, I can't think of a family being more closer than when they're doing a sport like like motorcycle. Like you yeah. said, in, you know, but the other the other sports is different. There's like a kind of like a disconnect, so to speak. It is a disconnect. But with motorcycle, somebody else do the work. Yes, but with motorcycle, man, you're all in. It, it's it's yeah. all encompassing, you know. Yeah, and you know, I was real big on establishing a family dynamic that one I I wanted growing up. You know, thinking about the times we move and a lot of the inconsistencies. Um, the highlight of my my youth years were was football. You know, and um, you know, I, I was good at it. Uh, what I position? I did what position? Running back and, and inside linebacker. Oh, so I knew you were a backer. I know a backer yeah. when I talk to a backer. I yeah, know sir. a backer when I talk to a backer. They never lose yeah. that big ass head, and they got that. Yeah. And, they <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. and there's just something about a backer. I said, okay, running back, and then when you said back, I go, there you go. I know yeah, that man. I to yeah, and I was more of a defensive player than anything. My my first experience playing football, I, I got the MVP. Uh, with um, yeah, yeah, the coach, man. That, look, that's how. Like I understood at a young age the the difference a coach can make. That dude, he really uh, took to me, and yes. he took his time. Me. And um, I was always a kid. He pulled to the side and said, you know, things too. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. You know. Yes. So I I use that with my kids. You know, even till today. Man, there's nothing. I mean, I, I I always say it is. You know, I'm close to my dad, but man, you know those years. I thought, you know, I was whatever. Oh yeah. And I yep, and I said, my, my wrestling coach, man, was the second most important man in my life at for about a three or four year period. Because man, I yeah. listened to him, and he got me elevated me to another level than everybody else. And I actually listened, and he was so right. You know, taught me discipline yes. and everything. So I yes. know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I I wanted to be that guy for yeah. my kid. That's because I definitely. Didn't yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have that disconnect. Um, I, you know, when when your kids are born, they're everything, and the bond is like huge. And then as they get older, you know, you got the teachers and the coaches and everyone else that gets involved, and it kind of pulls you away a little bit. Um, and not really pulls you away, but you you're not the authoritative figure in terms of uh, who the kids. Um, uh, not just listens to and respect, but are, are willing to, you know, I guess be led by because you got the teacher. Well, Miss So and So said this, yeah, but I'm telling you this, you know, right. and stuff like that. So, um, 
you know, in my head, I never wanted to lose that, that bond, you know what I mean? And, and the motorcycles definitely created a space to do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, even, even when I decided to homeschool them, it, it, it created just another level, you know what I'm saying? So. Well, you could tell that. No, but you could tell that bond. If you go to Michaela's uh, uh, Instagram, it's so funny to see her, you know, uh, fixing on the truck and then she's fixing a bike. And it's yeah. like, and, and you know what's the weird thing is, is that I saw that video and I didn't make the connection to you. But this is before I even asked you to be on the show. And she goes, oh, wow. Daddy said, I, you know, I, I, I need to know how to fix the truck. But by little does he know, I already had the truck. And then I saw yeah. that and her, her fixing the bike. And I was like, man, and it just, man, again, that struck me how, like, you know, like you said, you're that figure in her life that told her she can do everything. And so you see her, I see her racing, you know, not only road racing, but I think she, did she do like a, a drag race also? Yeah, yeah, a friend of mine has been uh, bugging me for years and we finally got her out there. W which does she like better? Which does she like better? She loves road racing, man. Yeah. yeah she loves it. Kayla was, um, I used to be real nervous during the mini moto days. I was gonna ask you that, yeah. Like, what is your feeling like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's not, it's not like you're just you know disavowing your your son, but there's something different right. when it's your daughter. And so I want to ask you because I saw when they both crashed because I think she was leading and he was second, and she crashed in front of him, and Yo. and that's when the video went back. I go, oh shit. Listen, let me tell you, that's the part that scares me. Yeah. And Mini Moto, right? So uh, we're doing an endurance race. Quick story. The guy she's chasing is on a 150F, so it's, you know, obviously 150 versus 100, but she's pushing. I always taught, you know, taught him that um, it's not the CC in the bike. It's, it's, it's the least amount of mistakes you make versus the amount of mistakes the other person makes. So you got to capitalize on it. You got to be there to capitalize on it and don't race to beat him, you know, race to learn what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong, capitalize on what he's doing wrong. When you get in front, everything you process, now you got to run. You're chasing or you're running yeah. or you're leading or you're learning, right? So. In this case, this was a, a part of her that I didn't know, like I knew it was there. I just never thought I would have seen it. And when I tell you she was riding the wheels off of that bike mm -hmm. um, to the point where she eventually lost the rear end and the bike, you know, went around on it. She high side and, and broke a collarbone. I said, Lord, have mercy. And, you know, they tell parents stay on the other side of the track. Don't, dude, it, it took everything in me not to hop the fence and hop on the track. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, that's my girl laying there. She's right. laying there, right? So she's busted up. She comes back. She's crying. I'm like, damn, that's it. We're, it's over. No more racing from here. Yeah. We go to the hospital. They did x-ray everything. You know, found that it was broken. But, you know, you're young. You'll heal fast. And maybe you should consider another sport. So the whole ride home was, look, Kayla, we can we not do mini motor. We can get into something else. It's no big deal. She's like, no. I'd be fine in what they said, like four weeks. And so I'm like, yeah, but it's cool. Cause at this point I'm like, nah, cause I can't afford you getting hurt like that. Right, right, right. Um, she brushed it off. She wasn't sure. She's like, you know, I know it's a proud of it, you know, but I'm, I'm not worried about it. So when she raced that race at some point and they both crashed, that was another time where I saw her tap into an element that made me nervous. Even as she was coming around, she was used to running like 26s her fastest was 26, okay. 27, 26, right? Uh -huh. Low 26. She started tapping at 25. The bike's been set up, tire pressure wise, suspension rise for 26, 20, you know, a minute, 26, minute, 27 uh, second laps. So when I start seeing the 125 laps, I'm like, just hold it together, Kayla. Like, don't push the issue. And she knew Junior was there. And prior to that race, they, were, they wasn't really talking trash. 
but Junior was kind of like, like pretty much telling her, you know, Daddy said, you know, uh, Daddy, said. we we have to protect each other and, and we gotta, you know, ride together. So don't don't make me have to wait for you type of situation. And if you get in front, I'm gonna push you. And Kayla's like, you know, she's like, like Junior, I've been waiting for you. I've, I, I got to find a video because I'm a poster. I humble myself to get you up to speed. Now that you fast, you want to talk trash. Okay. So that race, dude, step, she was running 24s. And so I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm glad to be seeing it, but this isn't good. And I just wanted it to be over because I saw how she was pushing. And, and yeah, she went to that turn, man, lost that front end. And Junior was right there. Damn. But the best part about it, they had such a good time. She she hurt her shoulder again. She didn't break nothing. She just uh, had a contusion, but they both was like, man, they was giving each other that. You know, it, it, they 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 enjoyed the race because she was like, he was like, damn, Kayla, like you you know you you was doing the thing, so it was cool. Dude, I just remember watching that, and I go, and I can only, I don't have any kids that I know of, but I was like, man, I was like, I can only imagine that feeling, because, you know, that's your baby girl, that's your son, they're your namesake, and they both crash. It's like. Oh, dude, we worked so hard to get the bikes looking good, right? Just yeah. got them freshly painted, uh, got the, the new suspension locked in and everything, and I was just looking at, look, just y'all go out there and represent, man. I'm not, I appreciate the podium, but I want y'all to finish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I want you to, you know, best you can put on the show because I know people are watching, you know, what other brother and sister, you know, siblings are out doing what they're doing. And so um, I just wanted them to have fun, but man, they, they stepped it up big time. And you know, the crash, it hurt it. I hated to see it um, because I'm always concerned about what's that going to do to their confidence. Right. But um, they, they bounce back stronger, man. Yeah, I, you know mean, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, I mean, we're talking about McKay, and I hate to, you know, I got to talk about your son. I don't want to put him oh, on man. the back burner. He might be watching this like, I don't think daddy likes me. <laughs> but I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, your son, yeah, like I said, your son's incredible too. Like I said, he's a licensed pilot. How does that not how does give you a feeling of anxiety? He's up in the air on an airplane, but he's a licensed pilot. How did that come about? Um, When I did, the first year I decided to homeschool him, mm -hmm. uh, where, where, we lived next to Air Force One, so Air Force One was always flying around. Um, so he would pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, we did the air shows. I thought he just liked planes. I didn't know he was like really serious about wanting to become a pilot. That's just something that, that was a talk he slowly started to, uh, or something he started to express. And I'm like, hey man, anything's possible, you already know. If you can dream it and see it, you can do it. You just gotta you know, be able to put in the work. Um, a customer at the time who was a pilot, he uh, dropped his bike off, discussed, you know, repairs and everything. And he's like, you know, take your time. I'll be gone for three weeks, you know, and, um, you know, I I'll touch base with you when I get back. I'm like, okay, going on vacation. He's like, nah, it's work. I'm like, okay, what, what do you do if your mommy asks? He's like, I'm a pilot. So Junior's upstairs working, you know, doing the school. He hears that. He comes coming downstairs, like out of nowhere. He's like, you're a pilot? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, man, you know, what's that like? And they just had a conversation. And then after that, the guy was like, hey, man, I, your son has a real interest in this. And I can turn you on to some programs that help me. And, dude, that's it just took off from there. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. It's meant yeah, to it took be. Off from there. And once he realized he was able to get it by his once he realized he can get it at 17, 
he just started doing the little calculations in the head. He's like, all right, I got to take Brown school and I got to do this. If I do all these things and pass the test, I can actually pull it off. I'm like, yeah, but I said, dude, you got to eat, sleep and breathe this stuff because to pull that off first time, that's that's not easy. Right. You know what I mean? So, But he did, though. He, he, he put in the work, man. I will give him that. OK, so now here's the big question. Would you trust him like to fly you anywhere? Man, dude, he before he got his license, he said, I just want to get my license and fly you guys to uh, Cambridge to breakfast. We've been I've been flying with him a couple of times. You trust your son to fly you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we I'm, I've flown at least four times so far. Man, good. Three, three times by myself, once with the wife, with the wife. Oh, that's not man. That's got to be so cool. Have your son fly you. Man, it was, oh, it's gangster. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> hey, look, when I let him drive, hey, look, slow down. Put your turn signal on. You know, I'm telling him what to do. But, hey, when it came to flying, yeah. put them headphones on. He's squawking over the box, man. He's a different kid. And I, I just sit back in admiration, like, look at this dude, man, talking to Lingo the whole nine. And I'm just looking around like, yep, this is happening. <laughs> God, it'll be funny. Yeah. He goes, if he goes, Dad, if you don't start up, I'm, I'm going to pull this plane over. I'm going to pull this plane over. Oh, listen, he, he'll hit you with the, uh, what they call it, some kind of terminology they use. Uh, um, uh, it's the terminology they use when, when they need everybody to be quiet. Yeah. Because they, they can't have any any type of external external uh, distractions or anything yeah. that's going to, you know, interfere with their... They're flying. So, so basically, he can tell you to shut up, and you have to shut up, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a kid. He was a dad. I had to give him that respect, man, because, you know, and then when the little plane, you feel everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like riding a bike with no damn suspension, but it was cool. Man, dude, you're, yeah. you, you are living, you didn't realize you're living the dream. I mean, that's a beautiful yeah. life you got. You married your high school sweetheart. I mean, yeah. you know, both your kids race. One of your kids is a pilot and a racer. Dude, I mean, yeah. it's like you're living the dream. You can say that, definitely. Yeah, sometimes I, I, it's it's like it ain't over. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because there's, there's so many other things that I think about. Um, even before, um, you know, some of the things that Michaela's been doing, these are just, you know, things that I had in mind, like, I knew she liked trucks because when she was seven, I let her drive the truck in the neighborhood. You know, she, anytime I, if I leave in the car, no big deal. But if I jump in that truck, she's coming with me. So, yeah, you know, that was her thing. And, you know, I always say, Hey, one day you'd be driving this. And that's how that's, that's why we're at, we're at with that damn truck. Cause I've yeah. had it that long. Yeah. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, is it a, is it a GMC? Yeah, dude. No, no, it's, it's a Chevrolet. It's okay. a Chevrolet Silverado. What, what year? What year? Oh, six. How many, miles, how, many, how many miles? How many miles? How uh, many miles? 181. I got a 99 GMC Sierra I'm looking at right now. It's got 421,000 miles on it. Yeah, Beat, no. that. Beat that. Damn. Beat that. You, you got to say it like that. But yeah. Jeez. Beat that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, man. That's unreliable, man. For, hey, the, the goal is a half a milli. I want to get half a milli on it. That's all You'll get that. Yeah, they they deemed those five threes half a million mile motors. Yeah, I, that's what I want. Yeah. Well, I got I got a different motor in it. I got a different tranny. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh, it don't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> you said different motor and a different tranny. You, you gotta be that way, man. You gotta be that way. You Bro, you need the same motor. You ain't gotta be that way, man. You ain't gotta be that way. <laughs> I'm trying to give you props, and here you are trying to rain on my parade. I'm trying to be, be a nah, attention. Hey, if you can pull it off, hey, more proud to you, man. I hope you get six hundred plus. Wait, I might as well go for if I get if I get half a million, I'm gonna go for a million. And why not? You why might not? Have to do a frame, off, a frame off reconstruction. Yeah. <laughs>
Because that joint's going to be beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I call it my rust bucket. You got to get a tetanus shot to ride my truck. Yeah, yeah, man. You got to get a tetanus shot. So, yeah, so, what, so, so what's your goal? Well, I saw her actually uh, back the trailer in, and she was happy because she had the trailer with the bikes in it, and she backed it in. That was a big thing for her. Yeah, she been driving for she been driving since I let her drive from Florida one time, uh, coming back from Daytona in my lap. We we just left the the restaurant, and so the hotel from the restaurant was like I don't know thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and I let her drive the whole time, and you know she fell in love with that. And when she turned sixteen, and got her license, uh, I've always let her drive the truck. How old is she? How old is she? How old is she? She's eighteen now. Is she going to college or what's she going to? Yeah, so Kayla, she's up in the air. I, you know, I told her, listen, I'm, I personally, I don't believe in the collegiate approach because I think it's, um, unless you're in a position where you have a scholarship and things like that, I think, I think it's a trap in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, yes. It's a good experience for kids. I do understand that, um, but I think it, 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 it interferes with your i guess life plan because you you meet people you establish relationships sometimes they work sometimes they don't um i'm i'm a believer in look find out what you want to do and the things you want to do is based on what gives what gets you excited what gives you fulfillment you know people talk about being happy what makes you feel fulfilled what makes you make if you can stay up all day and do it and not get paid that's what you should be doing you know what i mean um but obviously you want to get paid and Right. We're in a new world, bro. Like the technology, the, the cryptocurrency, everything is, it's, we're in information overload. So it's like, you got to gravitate to something that best fits you, find out about it, exploit it in a way where it brings value monetarily and, you know, um, quality of life. Yeah. Everything, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you gotta, we don't want to be playing catch up. You got to kind of be in with what's happening. So, so, so what, right now, what's what, what's making her happy? What's what's her passion right now? Man, she loves these bikes, man. So you think she'll she be a professional does. racer or wants to be? Or a mechanic at least? Um, she's a mechanic. Like, she'll drop a motor in a minute like it's nobody's business. She'll swap a motor like it ain't nothing at 18. Wow. I got those videos. They'll be coming out. Man. <laughs> I just take a slow approach to it, yeah. <laughs> but she, she, she enjoys that. She enjoys... Um, she enjoys the, the life she's been introduced to. And I used to feel guilty because I'm like, damn, this is all I taught her. Yeah. There's so much more you can do. And I look, you want to work at, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A because I like their etiquettes and, you know, you can learn things from that realm and, you know, maybe become a franchise on a type of situation as you get older. Right. But everything I propose, she's like, why? I, I don't even think about that. Wow. I'm like, all right. Because I've been wanting to close the shop and some more stuff, bro, to get back into carpentry. Really? I've had, yeah, I, I've had realtors asking, you know, um, if I know people that do this type of work. Well, don't you used to do that work? I'm like, yeah, I don't have time because I got the shop. But she won't let me do it. Really? Nah, she loves it, man. She she loves every bit of it. So you created a monster, basically. I did, bro. No bullshit. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> like, you- like now... Now, now I got to be accountable to myself and carry out all the stuff that I talked about, you know, back when. Well, basically, I mean, that's what it is. But I mean, but you nailed it, man. I mean, like growing up and I guess we grew up in the same kind of thing where like it was taught to you. It's like we talked about earlier. You know, you, yeah. you go to college or the military, this and that. And it was like this. And that's the way life was when growing up. I mean, you can't really blame your parents. because That's just how that's just how it was. That's, that's all we knew. Yeah. But now we know, like you said, 
quality of life. What makes you happy? And that's, they, they can take all the bad things they want to say about kids nowadays. But what I like about them is they're going, no, dad or mom, whatever. I want to do this because this is what makes me happy. And I love yeah. that. You know, it's it's it, it's a different trail, but good for those kids, man. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Family members. Dude, I've had some some stories, man, where it, it, it kind of took me back because I'm thinking to myself, how can you ask my kids this damn question? Like, you're acting like they're not doing anything extravagant now. Okay, so my son being a pilot, oh, his future is great and grand and bright because, you know, it's endless what he can do and accomplish. So when they ask Kayla, like, you know, what are you going to do? And have you thought about this? And you should think about doing that and all this other stuff. And Kayla's like, yeah, I mean, those are good ideas, but I like what I'm doing now, you know? And she, and she has to remind him, like, I enjoy what I'm doing. And I know that to be the case because, you know, I'm big on initiative and, you know, there's things, you know, around the shop needs to be done a certain way. Certain jobs need to be done a certain way. Parts need to be ordered. When I go to do them, they're already done. You know, um, oh man, Kayla, we need to order that. I ordered that two days ago. Um, I need to reach out to this customer, give him a heads up. I emailed him. You know what I mean? We got a, a scheduled appointment. That, look, come here. And then she shows me, I'm like, shit, you did all that. When'd you do that? You know what I mean? So yeah. that she she loves it, man. She she's tapped in. That, so I, now I gotta, you know what I mean? I, I gotta, I gotta stay, stay, stay the course. That's you both hold yourself accountable. And that and that's what yeah, that's what's beautiful absolutely. about it. And yeah, and you gotta love it. Work with your daughter. I mean, that's oh I I, I well, it, was, you it, was, it was both. It was we were all working together. Junior just recently got a job at the airport. What was um, he doing? Baggage handling? Nah, he is what you call a line tech. So he 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 directs the planes in. He oh, that dude. Like, yeah. like in the movie Airplane, it went like, they're over there, and the airplane went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But where he is, dog, yeah. he's pretty much like a glorified valet for airplanes, yeah. for pilots. <laughs> the, the tips are vicious. You know what I mean? Like, they they they, they hook him up, man. He don't get nothing less than 50 bucks. Yeah. And depending on the, the company, They'll slice him with a hundred bucks easy, man. And he's networking. That was his whole job. He, I want. He didn't go there to field planes. He said he, I wanted to go there to network. Dad, you said it's all about networking. So, I need, to, I need to talk to the people that's doing the things that I want to do. Damn, if he ain't doing it. Man, that's, that's good. Okay, okay. So, what about you now, Dad? What about you now? Now, Dad, you, you race now, right? You race, right? I race because people kept saying, "Do you race?" And because I'm forty plus, I'm washed up. I'm like. You ain't you washed no up. Idea, but I'm capable of. Hey, you ain't <laughs> washed you, you ain't washed up. You look good. I mean, see, I thought yeah, you, I appreciate I, it. I thought you was about 38. Seriously, I thought you were about 38. No, nah, I'm 43. No, nah, you look 38. You don't look a day over 38. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, I did the racing thing because uh, again, it was we, we did it during the mini motos. Uh, at one point, we was aspiring to do Moto America and take it to the next level, but there was like it's a lot of money. It's a, it's a different kind of commitment. The whole nine, you know, they both expressed they didn't want to put that kind of strain on us. And I'm like, it's cool. We'll do it for the experience. You know, we'll make history, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, well, we can make history by racing at Daytona. Remember you said you could see us racing at Daytona, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, we probably can do that. And sure enough, we, you know, we did. How'd you do? And, uh, we, How'd you do? I got three national championships. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Kayla got her uh, championship in her class. I think Junior got second. But it was just the fact that back in like 2010, we were at Daytona and I 
picture myself, I was like, man, I'll race this track. You know I mean? This would be cool if I'm able to do that. So fast forward, you know, 10 years later, uh, or yeah, nine years later, rather, we, we were able to pull it off. And I did it with the family. That was, that was all I cared about. And, and that was like, the, that's our Motor America. You know what I mean? That, that, that was the highlight of what we wanted to be able to do. So now it's just like, whatever. I, I just want to teach other people how to, to do it the right way. Yeah, so you got the, you started your school, right? You're an instructor now. Well, so I race or we ride with Evolve GT. Okay. Uh, the track day. Yes, and uh, we we do uh, coaching and instructing through them. How do you like that? Yes. How, how do you like doing that? Oh man, so that confirmed my passion and zeal for wanting to teach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm always, you know, I got all kinds of ideas of, of waking or helping people become better, and having that opportunity to do that with them for the last what four years five years five years i think it's been um i'm, I'm ready for that next chapter i, I wanna I, I got some big big plans and big ideas to, to pull some something different off well can you give us you're gonna know you're gonna know who drill will is when it's when it's all said uh, well, can, can you give us a little peek of like what might be coming maybe a little like a little hey, look it's, it's nothing that much different than what's already being done and instructed, mm -hmm. but it's it's more from a psychological perspective. And, and it's, oh, in the sense of? Performing, you know, your drills. A lot of times we're, we're so hands-on with pulling off the, uh, you know, the, the, the task or the, or the drill. We don't think about what we're doing, we're just doing it. And my approach to coaching some of the, the, the riders I've coached I'll speak to them. I, I, I'll figure out, well, what's going on in your head? Like, I see what's going on here, but what's going on there? And I've been able to connect with them in ways to, to kind of like hack, hack into, not really hack into their brain, but help them to see things in, in a way where they're able to, you know, expedite that, uh, you know, the, the the drill or whatever technique they're trying to gather. So it's been, it's been, it works for my kid. It worked for the other kids I've taught back in the day. Um, it's, it's very effective. So I just want to know, can you help me wheelie? I can't wheelie. Dude, they used to call me Willie Will, bro. Oh, there you go. I knew that was coming. Listen, I knew that. I knew he was going listen. to do that. He, he, he gave me a backhand like listen. in a way. You know, how, you know how you learn how to Willie? How? By not looping it. Well, Everybody, I, <laughs> you just don't loop it. You're sometimes you concentrate so much on trying to get the wheel up uh -huh. that you forget to roll off. <laughs> and when people crash, they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. you know what I'm saying? So I tell them, listen, <laughs> just get the wheel up and don't loop it. Okay. Whatever you do, if, okay. if you feel like you're about to crash, roll off. Okay. And you just keep creeping up to that edge until you, right when you feel like you're going to crash, and just roll back off. And don't shut it off, just roll off. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that on my dirt bike because I, I I have a, a Ducati Multi Strata and I'd be damned if I'm gonna get that dirty. Even if I mess up on a wheelie, I'm gonna crash that. So um, that, 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 and that bike got so much torque, second gear, seven thousand RPM, just roll on. Yeah, I mean I don't want to brag, but yeah, you know how I do. Come on now, you know yeah. Look at that, see, I rep the brand, baby. I rep That's the brand, fair. baby. Ducati. Ducati. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah, man, yeah. man. Honestly, I. God, this was a, I uh, love this talk. I love how your brain thinks if you can dream it, then you know you can do it. And where did that come from? Uh, desperately wanting certain things to be a certain way. And when I was young, it 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 wasn't. 
So I was like, when I get a chance at achieving it, I'm going to be that guy. Well, and that was that was before, like, you know, like I said, kids, they have it easy in the sense of they have YouTube to maybe get them ready mentally. Yes. And they had right. you know, The Secret and, you know, other kind of, you know, meditation books. Shit. But yes. we, we had to find it our own way organically. And that's why and that's why I love what you're doing, because like you said, you had to find it your way. Like, OK, I don't like the way this is going, so I'm going to find a way to get it to how I want to. I'm going to dream this. Yeah. So my coach, the coach, when I when I played, uh, when I first started, um, he he would he would play out the play and he would he you know and teach me how to read the play and then he was like I don't want you to hit people I want you to run through them if you see them I want you to run through them and, and try to hit the guy behind them and that's how I became the tackler that I, I became and like he was he was he spoke in terms of visualizing how to do a certain thing you know what I mean and that resonated with me I'm like I can see that he said well I want you to do that do you do a lot of visualiz uh, visualization now, still, to this, to this day? Yeah, yeah, and man, I visualize, bro, before you hit me up about the podcast, <laughs> I knew I was going to be doing the podcast. Really? Yeah, I can show you my setup, but, I, you know, not really because, you know, we're doing it on a computer, but I have a setup because I've, I've been wanting to start a podcast. Well, listen, no, don't do it because I don't, I don't want no competition. So why don't you just let, let me do that? Listen, no. it's never competition. The only competition is you, sir. That's it. Well, listen. How about listen? How about you lead, lead the podcast game to me, and I'll interview the whole family. How about that? And you just leave hey, this to me. It, man. <laughs> but, but yo, folks, they they just been telling me, oh, dude, man, you, you should really do this, and and that that plays a role too. I, I'm a normal dude, you know what I mean. I, I got aspirations like the next person. Um, I don't, I don't process reality well because I feel reality sets you in a place of complacency. So if you're always dreaming and believing and trusting that it can be, it can become possible, then that's my motivation, that's my drive, you know? And so when people say, if I'm thinking one thing, I don't speak on it. But when they speak to that, I'm like, okay, I've been thinking about that. It's funny you said I should do this. And so, and it's been coming shit real hard lately more than ever, man. Dude, if you had a podcast, I can listen to you talk all day. And look, I don't like my own voice. And voila, look at that. Voila. Yeah, and I came you know in. I came yeah. in. I came yeah. in the door. I said it before. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got goosebumps when you said that. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, man, shit. Yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? I, I could tell, man, when I, and I hit you up. And you know what's funny is I just kind of knew it was going to be this way just from the pictures. Just from the pictures. I was like, yeah. you know what? This dude's gonna be. I I I I felt that man. I I, I know it sounds like a bunch of crap, but you kind of think how I think, and that you just gotta think limitless. You know, I I try to get yeah, away from yeah. people who don't. I mean, God bless them, whatever. That's how they get down. That's how they get down. But right. I don't like. I, I like to get it in my own little head and just think there's everything is limitless, man. You can do it. You just gotta focus on. Right. It, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's why I'm with my producer Wyatt. I mean, you know, seriously, Wyatt's the man. See, so you have a team. Well, no, it's just Wyatt. He's 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 one. He's one. <laughs> he's one. Yeah. He's still the team. Between the between the both of you guys, look at what you're doing. I know. Look at us. Uh huh. See, hear that, Wyatt? You hear that? You hear that, Wyatt? <laughs> yeah, that's that's you. Look, listen. I'm inspired. You know, this is my first official podcast. Right? Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I, I could listen to you talk all day because I we I had another. Guest who was a, a who I trained with, a Navy SEAL. He's one of the fifty Black Navy SEALs, and okay. he was on, he was on this podcast. We did a two parter, and it's still to this day, 
the, the highest rated uh, podcast I've, I've ever done, and people are still hitting me up for it. And that was like over a year ago. And you can check wow. it out if you go to the end. And, and, and the way he talks about, you know, know your why. And, you know, and know why. Dude, that's you everything. Something. Yes. And, that's everything. That's and it's almost everything. like talking to Kenny, isn't it? I mean, seriously, it's almost like talking to Kenny. I mean, granted, Kenny's in better shape than you, but it's almost like talking to Kenny. It, it yeah. really is. So, you know, that limitless mind and how you think and what you've done with your kids, man, that is so beautiful. And, you know, and don't even touch, I mean, touch on a little bit, but it's great to see, and no disrespect to anybody, but it's great to see that when you go to a racetrack, there's faces that look like us. Which, which, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like nothing. It really does. It sounds like nothing, and it's just a little bit of something. And it's no disrespect because I've never gotten anything bad at all from a racetrack. But it's just, it's a kind of a good feeling to know, like, oh, okay, we can do that, and people like us are here. You know, the best feeling, what, is is how you're embraced. Yes. How you're celebrated. Yes. That, that won my wife over because we had a, we we back in the day we did the drag race strip. And, you know, drag race is a, is a mixed culture as well, but it's predominantly, you know, uh, black and trash talking, you know, just loud bikes and, you know, that that's the drag racing world. And then you go and then everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So we go to the track, racetrack, different culture, different, you know, demographic. And from the day she went, they embraced her. She was like, babe. I really enjoyed it. I met this one lady. Her name is such and such. That was the husband that was pitted next to us. Oh, and then she just telling me, I was like, yeah, so you like that? She's like, yeah, we, we need to do this. I would much rather you be here than on the street. Like, I can support this. I can get behind this. And then over time, you know, I didn't care to leave the kids with, with my mother-in-law, right? Um, so in my head, I'm like, I got to find a way to get them out here. And, and I did that once. That didn't work out well, <laughs> which is why, you know, with the whole mini moto thing. But. Right, right, right. Look at us now, man. You know what I mean? It's 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 been a blessing. Dude, I mean, it really is. Like I said in the beginning, you know, I was half joking when I said father year, but I mean that. You are a great father of the year, man. People look at you and it can be done. And it's beautiful. Like I said, because you have a daughter and a son, and they're both doing it, and it's in the family. And I think yeah. you should be celebrated. I'm gonna give you your flowers now. Because you should Thanks, be bro. celebrated. I mean that. It's, it's great. I mean, because you know, it's all about family. You guys are together. And you just, that little example you're teaching to your daughter, just follow your passion. Don't let me know. Listen to the rest of your family. I mean, they think they mean well, but sometimes you got to get away right. from them and just do and do your own path, especially yeah, especially yeah. for her. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, no disrespect to your son. He's great, but it's just something about that dad daughter relationship and say, hey, you know, go that at least path of least resistance, man. Dude, do that. Your daughter, aside from your mother and your wife, is your second love your yeah. mom's your first but then your wife becomes your real love right yeah and then your daughter's like and it's my baby girl like you know what i mean you you, you, you your mind is all over the place right because you got to think about the guy she's going to be with so i got to be the example of showing her the type of guy she deserves and you, you know you want somebody to be invested in you and your abilities and you know stuff like that so yeah man it's i'm i'm happy She's enjoying herself. That's what matters the most. Junior is having a good time. He's excited about his endeavors and things he wants to do. She is happy doing exactly what she's doing now. And I, I stopped talking to her and thinking about other stuff. I'm just following her lead at this point. You know, she's 18. Yeah. She kind of knows what she wants. So, I'm, and I'm always talking. You know, what's what's the next move? What are we doing next year? What are we doing this year? Are we racing this year. Are we selling. Are we gonna start selling bikes? We're gonna teach. You know, what's the deal? 
we just have a good conversation, man. That's beautiful. I mean that from the yeah. bottom of my heart. Drill Will 217, thank you so much for your time, brother. I mean it yes, from sir. the bottom of my heart. Thank you, man. It, yes, I, man. I can't wait for this to drop. I think it's going to surprise some people, man. Was this good? This was, this was cool? Oh, my God. It was great. I'm glad you finally figured it out. I mean, people don't know that yeah. I had to wait on him to, to like, download Zoom. But other than that, yeah. No, <laughs> hey, man, feel free, to, feel free to hit me up whenever, bro. No, man. Thank you so much for your time. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. You are a great, great father. And it's great to see. Much love to you and your family. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. Follow him at DrillWill217. He'll teach you how to ride bikes. He'll teach you how to be a great dad. He'll teach you about the limitless mind and everything, all things good. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Drill Will. And like we say about this time, you know the word, pay. All right, bro. <laughs>